Welcome to this episode of City Minutes. This episode is part two of a three-part series exploring the findings and implications of Cities Outlook 2023, which is the Centre for Cities' flagship annual comprehensive economic health check of the UK's cities and large towns. I'm joined by Valentin Quinio and Olivia Vera to discuss chapter two of Cities Outlook, which each year explores a major challenge facing urban Britain, and this year the focus is on the scale and geography of economic inactivity. So, Valentin, let's start with you. What does Outlook say about the state of the labour market in the UK, particularly in relation to employment? So on the face of it, Britain came out of the COVID years with a relatively strong labour market. So if you look only at unemployment figures, uh, by the end of 2022, unemployment was the lowest it's been uh, since the 1970s. But that's only the tip of the iceberg. Um, because behind those low unemployment figures, there are actually millions of people who are not in work, but not actively looking for a job. So they're categorized as inactive instead. So that's the focus of this year's um, outlook. We're looking specifically at this, essentially this army of missing workers in UK cities and large towns. Now, in terms of how we define missing workers, um, of course, not all inactive people are part of that category. And that's because some inactive people are not working you know, out of choice, for instance, if they're studying or they choose to retire uh, early. So we look specifically at what we call involuntary inactivity. So it's people who could be looking for a job if they were given support. Um, and that includes those who suffer from health issues or those who are discouraged from looking for a job. So at the national level, if you include those missing workers to official unemployment figures, then it triples unemployment numbers from 3.7% uh, to more than 12%. So it's a total of, I think, 4.7 million people who are part of what we call hidden unemployed, which is a combination of involuntary and active and unemployed. So it's a much bigger problem than is uh, anticipated. Olivia, turning to you, what's the geography of this, of this much bigger problem? So it's clearly uh, an urban problem, but specifically it's a problem in northern cities. So if you look at the 10 places with the highest hidden unemployment rate, nine of them are in the north of England. So you're seeing really clear, visible spatial disparities. In places like Middlesbrough, Hull, and Blackburn, when you include missing workers, the unemployment rate jumps from 5% to 20%. Okay, and um, Valentin, coming back to you, um, there's been a lot of discussion about uh, economic inactivity and how it's increased relatively recently, particularly from the pandemic. How does our analysis add to that discussion? What are we adding? So yes, the headlines in recent months have largely been around uh, you know, increases in inactivity levels, and, and that's indeed very concerning. So if you look at uh, what's happened in the past three years, um, the total size of the workforce has I think, shrunk by nearly half a million uh, since 2019. Um, and you know, if you compare with other countries, the UK is a clear outlier in the sense that it hasn't returned to its pre-COVID employment uh, rate. Um, it's difficult to know exactly what's driving those trends, um, and there is still a, an ongoing discussion around what's been happening. You know, is, is it lifestyle changes? Is it early retirement? Is it people who have suffered from health issues and NHS backlogs? Um, there isn't a clear understanding of what's happened. Um, our evidence suggests that it's mostly been driven by involuntary activity rather than choice, uh, chosen activity. 
the, the geography of, of recent increases um, also isn't very clear cut. So some increases have compounded already high rates of um, inactivity, especially in the north, like Olivia has just uh, said. But then on the other hand, um, other cities, especially in the greater southeast, have, um, you know, that were so, so far spared by, um, by high levels of activity, have seen large jumps, like in Milton Keynes, for instance, and that's a new problem for, for their economy. But I think the most important point here in terms of what we're adding to this conversation is that, yes, those recent changes are significant, um, but in many places across the country, again, especially those in the north, um, inactivity is a long-standing issue. So if we focus too much on the short-term increase, um, we risk losing uh, sight that the fact that you know, in many places it's a long-term challenge that needs to be, to be addressed. And in some places, long-term can mean 30 to 40 years, not just 10 years, right? Absolutely, yeah. So if you look at a lot of cities, especially in the north of the country, um, inactivity was already quite high um, you know, back in the 70s and the 80s. Okay, so Olivia, coming back to you, so that takes us neatly on to looking at some of the underlying uh, drivers or factors that are driving this hidden unemployment. Just set some up, set out some of what they are. So headlines recently have correctly focused on the fact that poor health uh, is an important factor that contributes to inactivity. And there are clear spatial disparities uh, to the poor health. So in Newport and Sunderland, 40% of inactive people are inactive due to poor health, whereas in cities in the greater southeast, it's only about 20%. However, fewer people are talking about how inactivity relates to the strength of the labor market and the strength of the economy. The geography of hidden unemployment shows that in the weakest local economies, there are the highest share of missing workers. There are two sides to this issue. There's a supply side issue where the people with lower skills are disadvantaged in the labor market and cities in the north have a higher share of working age people with low qualifications. So there's fewer workers needed uh, to fill jobs. However, there's also a demand side issue. In these places where there's high inactivity, there aren't enough jobs for the inactive population. So this weak economy means that demand for workers in that area is limited. We analyze this using jobs posting data. So we see that cities in the North and Wales account for 21% of the hidden unemployed in the whole country, but they only have 16% of job vacancies. So this is a real addition where you know the, the discussion has been about health and that is important. It's also a discussion about the nature of those that are find themselves outside of the labour market, often with relatively low levels of skills. But what we're really adding is trying to under understand the demand side of the economy, the likelihood that if they come back into the labour market, there are actually jobs there for them to take, which is a real thing that I think that uh, policy hasn't particularly focused on, which leads us on to the final bit, Valentine. So we've thought about and talked a little bit about what policy now ought to be doing. So just say a little bit about that. So the announcements uh, that have been made by the government so far to, to tackle this issue um, have largely focused on, on the supply side of the issue. So they focused on helping people get back to the labour market, improving the welfare system and helping those with, with health condition. Those are very welcome and they are important. But for cities in the north that have one of the highest um, hidden employment rates, those interventions would slightly miss the point. And that's because in those places, helping people get back to the labour market will not be enough because there aren't enough jobs in the first place out there for them to get back to. So that relates to the point about you know, the fact that 
they tend to have a weak economy. So in those places, it's a job shortage, not a labor shortage that needs to be addressed. Um, that doesn't mean that supply side interventions you know, will not be necessary, but they are unlikely to succeed unless they come with interventions that increase the demand for, for workers. So in terms of policy, this means that the government essentially now needs to deliver uh, on the leveling up agenda. You know, it's been a year since publication of the white paper and not much has uh, happened since. So we now need a program of delivery for 2023 and the following years to essentially tackle the reasons why there is a lack of job, a lack of skills uh, and lack of good health outside the very Southeast in particular. So concretely, that means uh, helping those places attract jobs in high value, high paid jobs um, and grow their economy. Brilliant. Uh, thanks to the both of you. You can listen to the other episodes in the three part Cities Outlook series wherever you access your podcast. And all the details regarding Cities Outlook, the report, videos, infographics, and much more is available on our website, centerforcities.org. Thanks for listening.